This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, shoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam, Get a ready for the NBA fucking contest. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, and maybe the most excited man in McPherson, as sub-state basketball at the 5A level for the McPherson teams begins tonight, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, this week leads into... What is the most important week of the season? Right. And that is The Bachelor down to three on Monday night. The most important week of the season is on Monday night. Then their finale the following Monday. I won't. The be. women tell all. I won't be watching. It's going to be incredible. They're down to three. Wow. They're down to three. Can you believe it? No, I really can't believe it. <laughs> I can't even believe there's a show like that on, but oh well, that's just me. Well, Steve, we're excited because the real most important thing gets going here tonight. The second season. There you go. Every team is 0-0. Zero and zero. Correct. Now, it does help what you did in the first 19 or 20 games on who you'll be playing and where you'll be playing, but the Bullpups begin their quest on the girls' side for back-to-back state championships tonight. And I know that Coach Strathman, his emphasis, if, if he was sitting in here with us, he'd be shaking his head and say, oh, no, we're just focused on Andover. We're just focused on Substate, but... Tonight begins that quest to make it back to a state championship game, and the girls have a chance to do something that nobody has ever done before, and that is win a state championship at Class 4A or somewhere below there, jump up into Class 5A, and win another one the next year. No team has ever done that in girls' basketball. Okay. And a chance to make some history there and a chance to win back-to-back state championships for the first time in 20 years so we're really looking forward to that as that begins tonight. The girls take on Andover. Steve, I've got a question for you. Okay. So I went down to Haven last night okay. and watched a little 3A basketball on the boys' side. Heston Swathers, they were taking on Haven. A great atmosphere, great environment, and in particular, a very good substate. And every single team in the 3A substate at Haven had at least 10 wins entering the postseason, which is very rare. And my question for you is, does 3A have the formula right? Do they have it wrong? Do they have it right, but it's just been a weird year? It's a very strange way that this is set up, that there are eight teams in this substate. All of them had great state experience. You had a team like Wichita Collegiate 
And Kalich, who was the number eight seed. And they beat the one seed last night. You had Halstead, who was the defending 3A state champion that lost in the first game. Do they have this right? Because I, I think there are some times where, yes, it is right. But for this particular sub-state, it's a strange rule. And we've seen 4A, 5A, 6A try and correct this and try and come up with a new formula. What do you think about the smaller classification sub-state? Do you think that Keisha has it right? I think they've got to do the seating for. I like this seating format. I think, for one thing, it, it makes the regular season worth something. I mean, you know, the, the best teams should be hosting because that gives them the chance to get there. The, the goal is to get the best teams of state. You don't want a team that, you know, has like, say, a 9-11 and 11 record, but they're home. And, you know, it's a big advantage to be at home. And they somehow put it together at home for two games. But over the season, you want to reward the teams for their regular season. Now, one thing that I think adds into this equation and we could say this for 4A and really every classification up until about 20 years ago, 15 years ago, when I think 5A and 6A started to get this right, is one thing that was definitely tough was the lack of technology and the amount of information that is able to be out there. Because 20 years ago, maybe you didn't even have any idea who the teams in your sub-state, what their records were, and how hard it would be to track everything down. And especially for some of the smaller classifications, in order to keep up with everything. And so I understand that back then, it was a little bit harder to exchange information and get everything out there. But now, the Kansas State High School Activities Association website has specific pages that show you every team's record. And every game they play. Minute by minute. Yeah. If somebody updates it, you find out immediately right. what team's records are, who they've been playing, where they rank in terms of everybody and, in the rest that of the was state. A, that was a great addition by Casey. It, it, it makes life uh, it, a it lot is, easier. It has made our life a lot, lot easier, that's for sure. Way easier. And I think that that has helped. And with the big schools, even 20 years ago, this information was out there where you look at a school like McPherson that has all sorts of newspaper coverage. You look at the Wichita schools. They were well-documented. Salina. You look at the Shawnee Mission and Olathe and all the other Kansas City area schools. Topeka, Lawrence. You have that information out there. But I think that now there's so many different ways to access this information. And I think there are some abilities in order to change things. And also... 40, 50 years ago, whenever they were working on a lot of these formats, it was so much dependent on geographic location. Right. And we've seen that with football, too, and some changes that they've made with the high school format. There was so much relying on geography. And now, I feel like because there's such a club sport mentality and families are so used to being on the road and traveling that it's not as big of a deal to make a long road trip. I think there was a boys 6a play-in game where i believe derby went to topeka mm -hmm. and 40 years ago they would have thought oh this is just a play-in game we'd rather match derby up with a team that's closer to them but now that they know how things work and now that teams are used to traveling and now that interstates are so good and that it's not much of a problem they've adapted to that and i'll be interested to see what kind of changes are made here in the next few years in order to continue to follow up with what 4A, 5A, and 6A have been able to do, Steve. But I think they've got the formula right well, for one the thing, big classifications. One thing 4A, 5A, and 6A need to do, I believe, 
is get all their get when they set their schedule, set it a little earlier, so everybody's got the same number of games. Right. Unless unless there was a postponement, because some teams, uh, you know, play, didn't play on the Tuesday of that last week. Played on Friday. The Friday games didn't count, and those really uh, really set the tone for some of the pairings. You know, they could have changed the pairings had they'd all played the same number of games in the in you know in the same time frame. So we're excited to get into sub-state basketball and get the postseason rolling. We've seen a lot of playoff basketball already this year from the 1A schools. We've seen a couple of the other area 2A and 3A schools. This is an exciting time of year, Steve, and it feels like, especially in McPherson County and in this community, it's such a basketball area. And whether it's Hutch or whether it's Wichita or Newton or wherever, Salina, this is a basketball area, yeah, and that's what makes this so exciting. We've still got some fans that haven't figured out the seating format. I had a call from one of the most loyal Bullpup fans today, and where are we going to be? What are we? Gonna? And, of course, I've had multiple stories up on the website, but remember, there's some people that don't have access to midkansasonline.com. They don't have computers at home, and, and you know, and you, you don't see it anyplace else. I mean, we, you know, we cover it better than basically anybody does, but uh, a lot of McPherson fans aren't really – uh, aware that, in fact, this fan goes, we got to go on the road Saturday, most likely. And I said, yeah, we'll be on the road Saturday unless there's a big upset. And they said, well, that's strange. You know, normally the substates are set in gold. They're not set in gold anymore. They are, They are. Uh, you know, you got to maybe play one game at home, one game on the road. That's just how it works now. Steve, I want to talk a little bit more about the two McPherson teams coming up. But before we do that, we didn't get as much of an opportunity to talk about Big 12 basketball yesterday because we had the Central Christian coaches on. We didn't get to talk as much about the Sunflower Showdown and KUK State from the other night as probably we would have liked to. But what a fun game that was for KU fans. A great environment. And in terms of that series, a really good, really good year for those two teams in their games at home. Really good, feel-good nights for their fans. K-State had an awesome win at home over KU back in January or whenever it was, and then KU turned around and picked up a really fun win for their fan base on Monday night. And now as we look ahead to these final three games, have you figured out what's going to happen yet? Do you know? Do you I, have a good feeling? I still say K-State wins it outright. I think Texas Tech loses their last one at Iowa State. I think K-State runs the table. I think KU loses one of the two games this week or the next two games that they play in Oklahoma. I don't think it'll be at Oklahoma State this time because Oklahoma State's just really struggling. But uh, Oklahoma kind of scares me. Can you believe that we are almost at championship weekend? We're almost at selection Sunday. We're almost ready to see the bracket. We're almost ready for all those upsets on the first day. Maybe it's just because I've been doing this so long, but it just seems like the basketball season to me has lasted like six months. It just seems like it's been, you know, never ending. And maybe it's because we've had some gaps in the schedule this year. Uh, twice we've had real long gaps between games. Uh, when you look at the girls' game tonight, there will been nine games between – or nine days between games. The boys tomorrow night will be ten days. And then, of course, we had, what, two weeks off for Christmas. Right. And then there was that, like, almost two-week stretch – Back at the end of January, early February. Steve, did you see my Arkansas Razorbacks almost had the upset of the night? I did see that. They had a chance. I think they played Kentucky better on their floor than KU did. 
Are you going to give them some credit for being better than KU? No. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah. I think Arkansas has lost six games in a row. And I can't – I never thought a Mike Anderson team would – he is still the coach, right? Mike, yes, he is. I, I never thought I'd see one of his teams have long losing streak. Rebuilding year. Yeah. I'm not worried. Okay. They like to jump off the cliff there, though, at Arkansas. Well, it's like the Chicken Littles at KU. Well, they don't have other things to distract themselves by. Where KU fans, they can find something else to focus on, whether it is rooting for K-State to lose – turning your attention to the Royals in spring training, thinking about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' next draft pick. There are other things for KU fans to concern themselves with. Arkansas fans don't have anything else besides Arkansas baseball. That's the only thing they've got going. And since it's like 20 degrees outside, I don't think they're concerning themselves too much with that right now. They went out to L.A. this past weekend. Ooh. So that everybody was very invested in that. It's a, and it was cold in L.A., though. It's been cold. It's been raining and it's cold. It's been cold and, on the West Coast. Steve, have you analyzed the Oscars yet? I don't know anything about the Oscars. I don't watch movies. I don't know any who won, who lost. I, the only thing I know is they didn't have a host for the show. That's right. And it obviously it didn't affect How do you think you would do as the host of a show like that? Oh, people would hate it. What, do, what would your opening monologue be like? Let, let's hear just a little 20-second I wouldn't. I, I don't. I'm not funny. I'm not, I think you're pretty funny. I'm not funny. So... It wouldn't be anything about The Bachelor, that's for sure. I think you could come out and make all sorts of jokes on The Bachelor. Well, I, I'm just not a We're real... We're broadcasting here on ABC, I'm and I just a, can't believe that I'm not on The Bachelor. I'm just not a jokester or a quipster. So. I think you are very funny. Well... What about Bohemian Rhapsody? Do you think that should have won Best Picture? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know it was a movie. It's about Queen. Well... And Freddie Mercury. I like Queen. Yeah, I was a big Queen fan. What about Green Book? That won Best Picture. Did you see that? I didn't see any of them. I don't know anything about any of the movies. Rami Malek, he won Best Actor. Never heard of Bohemian him. Bohemian Rhapsody. I've never heard of him. He played Freddie Mercury. Okay, good. Nice guy. What about Mahershala Ali? What's that? He won Best Supporting Actor. Oh, I actor. thought that was a movie. No, no, no. That okay. would be the actor. I He's don't a person. know. I, I told you, I don't know. I think he was... played Division One college basketball. I think he played for the St. Mary Gales. Wow. Black Klansman, did you see that? No. What about Olivia Coleman from The Favorite? No. What about I I don't know. What about Black Panther? Did you see that? No. It was a Marvel movie, superhero. Okay. okay. Steve, I think that you should start watching this stuff. I I just don't. I don't understand. You have a DVD player. I'm a busy man. Oh, you're really not. <laughs> you're, you're really not. It's almost golf season. <laughs> yeah, that's just like 2 hours cuz you play lightning fast rounds. Yeah. You're really not that busy. Well, you've got enough time to watch movies. I used to I did used to watch movies. I could, you know, every year A Star is Born, did you see Lady Gaga? Bradley Cooper? It wasn't Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson? Well, that was the original one. Well, that's the one I know. Lady Gaga, come on. They sang their song on the stage. I, Bradley Cooper's wife was sitting there with them as Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper looked like they were about to Yeah, I, I don't. They, they were I don't. They were locking eyes. I I don't. Well, just go watch it, Steve. I'll show you the YouTube video. Oh, great. All right, Steve, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bullpup basketball tonight. Coming up inside the roundhouse, do that after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless. 
and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, did you enjoy the auction today? Did you bid on anything? I didn't bid on anything. It's been going on all morning. The phones kept ringing. I know. I had to unplug my phone. Well, I came into your office and asked, hey, is your phone just ringing and ringing and ringing? And you said, no. I didn't really pay attention to it. Well, then I I stood in there for a minute and I heard it. I have the ability to block out stuff. I know you do. Yeah. I told you to unplug your phone, and then right as that was happening, somebody was actually calling for you. Yeah. It was a bullpup fan because there hadn't been anything about the substates. You don't want to give them a shout-out? No, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. (laughs) Steve always tries to keep it real hidden who he's talking to. Oh, it was just a very secret bullpup fan. (laughs) He, he, He didn't want his identity to be known. Yeah. But, Steve, speaking of the bullpups, we're excited for a little basketball tonight inside the roundhouse. And we've been saying it over and over and over again, and people here might be thinking, oh, you guys are just home cooking. You only are saying this because you're in this part. But 5A West, on both the boys' and girls' side for basketball, is so, so tough. And that if both McPherson teams come out of Substate this week and have a chance to play at Emporia next week, then they are going to have to really, really work hard because yeah. the, these Substates are so, so well, tough. And, you, and they even have decent draws, all you and have they're to tough. Do, all you have to do is look at the game tonight. Andover girls are the 14 seed, and they're almost a 500. They're one, you they're know. They're 9-11. Yeah, they're 9-11. They got one of the best players in 5A and Shanti Henry. They got she a was couple, first team All-State last year. They got two really nice inside players. Uh, the the uh, Cunningham girl, she's a transfer, uh, six-foot transfer. And, you know, we just saw her in her first game. Uh, I think she came, what, Rose Hill? Is that where she was from? Yes. Okay. So, anyway, um, you know, that was not an easy game for the Bullpups. They jumped out to a big lead early, and then the teams played on exactly even terms in the second half. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how much both teams have improved since that first game. Well, Andover had just a strange, strange year because this was a team that you and I thought might be a top-five team in 5A by the end of the year. Right. And their problem was is they ended up in AVCTL Division Two, which turned out to be probably the best league in 5A on the girls' side this year, running into teams like Goddard Eisenhower, running into May, May South. South, who was undefeated, running into regular Goddard, running into all these teams Newton. that... Well, Newton's in Division One. Oh, okay, okay. But running into all these teams that are just so strong... And so when you're playing really good teams, throw in Andover Central, too. They were 12-7, and seven, and I thought Andover Central was not quite as good as Andover whenever we saw them. But running into these teams over and over and over again, it's hard to pick up wins. And that's sort of in the trap where Andover fell. So this is a good team. That is the 14 seed. If McPherson wins that, then they would play either Bishop Carroll or Newton. And both of those two teams are good. Right. They both have great players. Yeah. And Bishop Carroll as a six seed, is a sleeper. Right. Because that's a good team. That is a good team. So as we look ahead to this week, Steve, not only can McPherson not overlook a sub-state final on a road to Emporia, but they can't overlook this game tonight. They've got to be in a mentality that this is actually the state tournament. That's the way I look at it. To me, this is the state tournament. It started. So 
you know, again, it's one and done in the, you know, early rounds of the state tournament. So I look at it like it's a state tournament because when you really look at the uh, teams, I mean, they're all state worthy. Newton could be at state. Andover could be at state. Those are good basketball teams. The thing that I think really helps this McPherson team on the girls' side is that this is an experienced group. They've played a lot of big games and a lot of state tournament, sub-state games. And that's the thing that I think will help this team so much. This is a group that is so used to playing in big games and so used to winning in these big games. And that's another thing that these players have seen a lot of success. Steve, I've pulled off some numbers that I think people would be interested to hear. Number one is that in sub-state opening round games, you want to take a guess at what McPherson's record is over the last 30 years? In girls' substate opening I'd say, round I'd games, I'd say about twenty-six and four. How about twenty-nine and one? Okay, one loss okay. in this opening round. In substate finals, they've won twenty-one of their last twenty-two. Not bad. Not bad at all. No, they've made it to state twenty-three out of the last twenty-six seasons. It's pretty unbelievable the amount of success that both programs have had in substate. And obviously that is reflected by reaching the state tournament a lot of times. And you can see that from that statistic that they've just been able to make it to state over and over and over again. How about Coach Strathman in sub-state finals? 12-1. and one. Pretty good. 12-1. and one. Pretty good. And that one loss came to Bueller and what I have heard from you uh, and, and several others recount came on a very bad phantom call. Phantom call. Phantom call. On a very bad call that Steve yeah. is still not over yet. But as we look at this matchup tonight, this is an Andover team that has some size. And what have we been saying all year about the McPherson girls whenever they are playing a team that has some size? They've got to be able to finish down low. And the few times that they've played some teams that have been much, much bigger than them, it's been hard on them. Yes. Where you look at teams like Circle, right. Ulysses, who wasn't that much bigger but did have some size, they made it hard on them. Derby, their one loss of this year, this is a team that has to be able to score inside, and I think that will be very important tonight. And they don't score much inside. Um, you know, we have three players that kind of rotate in the post, Maggie Leaf, um, Cassie Cooks, Megan Eisenbarth. They kind of take turns in there, and they're undersized. I mean, they're generally every game, they're giving away at least an inch or two, sometimes three or four, to the opposing players big. So, you know, they do a good job, though. Uh, of drawing fouls. Cassie Cooks really does a great job when she gets the ball down low of, of being able to get to the foul line. And uh, Maggie Leave has an uncanny knack of missing a short shot but staying with it and getting the rebound and putting it back in. It kind of pads her rebound numbers oh, a little sure. bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, again, um, we're going to see there a lot of teams with a lot of size, uh, you know, the, of the good teams. The other thing that I've been saying all year, Steve – with this year's McPherson girls team, in big moments, who will step up? Because we knew who it was the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah, Taylor Robertson, Mandy Cooks. One yeah. of them was able to step up and carry this team to wins. Who is going to be the player that steps up or who collectively will step up and make big shots, make big plays, come up with a big stop on defense? That's the question here with a group Let's that has not had to have that person. That's what I wrote in my column today. It's an aberration when somebody for the Bullpup Girls scores like 19 or 20, like 21. We had the one game 
uh, I think it was Dodge City. Yes. Two players with 21 points. And that's about the only time all year anybody got 20 that I can remember. It is. Okay. So that will be something to watch tonight. Steve, I'm going to rattle off some other games in 5A West on the girls' side. Let me know if you find them intriguing. In Substate 1, May South taking on Arc City, who no. won their Substate opener. That's the 1 versus 17 matchup. How about the 8 9? Andover Central against Salina Central. Could be an interesting game. That. You know, eight, nine games are generally supposed to be the most competitive game. Goddard and Salina South, that's the 215. Route, Goddard route. Hayes, the 7, taking on Capen Mount Carmel, the 10. And see, there's a chance. I, I like Capen uh, because it plays really good competition. It's got a pretty good pedigree. Uh, we've seen Hayes come into the Classic with some good records and never perform very well. The 4 seed, Wichita Heights, taking on Goddard Eisenhower, who's the 13. Uh, it should be Heights with no problem there. How about Mays and Wichita Northwest? We saw Wichita Northwest at yeah, the Classic May, last year. Mays will steamroll in that game. So you're not seeing any upsets, really, I'm besides not. maybe the Hayes Capen, Capen one. Hayes Capen. Don't be surprised if Capen wins that game. So does that mean that you're taking Bishop Carroll to beat Newton on the girls' side tonight? I am, but I think that'll be a very good game. Uh, the Colonel girl for Newton. Desiree. Desiree. Very good player, but uh, she doesn't have quite the supporting cast uh, around her the last couple years. Maybe she should get Ty Berry to put on a wig and hop over on the girls' side. That would help. Ty Berry, he, he can play. And that'll be a fun matchup tomorrow night. Steve will take one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, do you get the feeling that this could week this week could be another fun week of basketball inside the roundhouse? I really do. We saw sub-state basketball at home last year. A couple of years before that, the three before that, there were no sub-state games at home. This week has the making that if everybody fills that place, could be a loud, loud, loud environment. And one thing, you and I spent a lot of time in the last several days going to area games. Now, I didn't go with you to Haven last night. It was night, loud, but, and it was packed. But Mound Ridge on, no, Elyria Christian on Wednesday, I believe it was. Was that right, last week? Last week, that was a Friday night. Friday, okay, Friday. We went to Elyria. We went to Elyria on a Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We went to Elyria, then we went to Mound Ridge, then we went to Little River, and all three of those places were absolutely jam-packed. What about Inman on Monday night? And Inman on Monday night, Exactly. So we Haven got, on yesterday well, for you, me. Yeah, for you. It was loud. Yeah. Have you been to their new gym at Haven? No. I don't even know where Haven is. As in you don't know where the city is? No. It's, down, it's in Reno County, I think. It's by Hutch. Okay. Never ventured over to Haven. All I know is the home of where Roger Trimmel got his big break in coaching. They had a new gym, and he said that he did not have that nice of facilities whenever he was coaching the Wildcats. But it was a great setup last night. Yeah, you're right, Steve. We've seen a lot of area teams really pack the place. And I get the feeling tonight 
that Andover will bring a big group of people. I think they will too. That this is an Andover team that I would have to think in the back of their minds. They're sitting around and saying, look, we've played McPherson close the last two years. And the start of the year, they had very high. I mean, they were, like you said, they were thinking top five. They were bounced from the postseason last year in the first game of Substate against Mays in a game where they should not have lost. And this is a team that I think has been a little bit off since then. But this is a scary, scary Andover team that even last year, when they came here, they lost by three. And they had a chance at the end to tie the game and send it into overtime. Well, and the key tonight, get them sped up. Uh, that's when the Bullpups are at the best, playing fast, uh, use their athleticism, and, and get out and run the floor. I love watching Emma Ruddle. I love watching Grace Pyle, the way they run the floor. They're really good on defense. Lake and Sheafreak, she's the cool hand that uh, runs the show. Hannah Hageman. Cool hand Lakin. Yeah, cool hand Lakin. And – Hannah Hageman, just so steady, so unsung, just does all the little things. You got all those post players in there. Andrea Sweat coming off the bench. Uh, J.C. Burghardt, Cassidy Beam. My big concern is no Riley Hett tonight. Very disappointed for Riley because this is her senior year and she doesn't get a, you know, experience postseason play because she broke her hand in the circle game. But she will be the fourth assistant coach on the bench. or Yeah, be the fourth assistant coach on the bench. Or the number one towel spinner there you go i always like that person on the bench that's yeah. got the towel in their oh, yeah. hand they're the either M- spinning it around the or they're car. pumping people up oh yeah and she is such a magnetic positive personality um you know sh- she will be rooting her teammates on and and uh you know i i just feel bad for her which should be a fun night of basketball tonight and hopefully four games this week at home if, right. if the cards fall the right way yeah for sure, three the if they war. if they keep them going. Yeah, if Capen can beat Carroll in the Holy War, that would be a big help for the Bullpups. We will hope to have a final score on the Bishop Carroll Newton game by the time that we get off the broadcast tonight. If McPherson wins on the girls' side, it's so that way we will know who well, they'll may- be playing. Maybe the schnob will be twittering for Newton. Well, hopefully he will. Okay. Again, McPherson and Andover tonight, seven o'clock inside the Roundhouse. We'll take the air at six forty for our pregame show. We'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.